I want to think something very basic about Judaism. So perhaps the most basic thing. And that is that the Jews were standing on Mount Sinai. And that was a men and women, both, and all of them were receiving the Torah. And when they received the Torah, they were standing under a big mountain, and the mountain was on top of the head. And it says they were sitting like in a barrel. You know what the barrel is? The way they put in wine, you know? So it, sounded, it sounds to me that not, that was not a big thing, and in the end it was round like a barrel, but every single individual was caught in a place where it could move. Like this. Kofo Aleim Har Kegigis. That's what it says in the Gemara, that it was like a barrel on top of them. And then Hashem said, you should receive the Torah, and otherwise this barrel will kill you. That means you will not be able to survive that. Now, we have to contemplate in these words. That means when you are in a barrel, you can't move. And perhaps you saw that once. You saw that once when you, or you heard that once when you speak about a person which is going up to the heaven. You say, You heard that once. Or that Abigail said to her husband, What is a tzor? How do you translate that? Tzor. How do you translate that tzor? You know? Tzor? what's the translation? Tzor, the translation of tzor means a knot. Not it. Yeah? And now you say tzor hachayim. That's a contradiction. Did you see once a person which was caught like this? Tzor, you know? You saw that once? In life? No, I saw it in life once. So it's a guy which was his hands in the back, you know, and the police took him into the car. It was not a pleasant thing to see. That was, that guy is li- lacking his life because he is caught. That's right. He's caught. That's why he's lacking his life. But now you say, there is a troll. That means you are caught. But that's life. No. No, no, no. This is not life. I know what life means. When I open a, a cane of Coke, they say it's taste of life. That's right. That's what Coca-Cola says over here in America too. That's right. <laughs> so the taste of life means you open the cane and then... <sniffs> ah, that's life. Life is that you can break all the boundaries. I know what life is. But when you are caught... Like this, that is a diminishing of life. And now comes the Tanakh and says, no, there is a knot of life. You are bounded, and it's life. And there you go. This is the battle. The battle is you are bounded, you can't move. And Hashem says, when you will receive the Torah, you will be able to live in that. When not you'll die from that. Because without Torah, the moment you are bound, you feel you don't survive. Because it's a lack of life. 
you are just caught in a system which you can't move. But when you have Torah, you are in a system which is very much prescribing what to do. But that's life. That is the real taste of life. So we are having a dispute with the life, with the world outside. I would say in a humorous way, we have a dispute with Coca-Cola. That's right. Because Coca-Cola said, taste of life means when you open the can, the can it will spill out. That's what life is about. And we say, no. We have another understanding of life. By us, life is a thing which has boundaries, which is caught in between boundaries or even with a knot. You are not it. You can't just do whatever you want. But that's what is life. And it's not life which will be pleasant. It's life which is actually a life. It's not a life which say, okay, these days till I die, you know, okay, what shall I do? But then after 120, that will be great. No, it's not like this. That's a mistake. It's a very pleasant thing now. So that is our approach to life. So when we want to speak about how is it to live a life which is going according, according to the Torah, we have to think about that. How can we experience life within this whole thing which is called advices and boundaries and all these things? Yeah? How do we see that? How can we explore this, this life of Torah? So that is, I think, the central question which a person has to ask himself. I myself very much want to be alive, you know. I enjoy all different kinds of things. But I have to be from, I want to be Haredi, I want to be from, but I want to be alive. And that always is a sort of struggle that I say, I want very, very much to enjoy my life, but I have to do it within the boundaries which are there. So why is that such an importance that we have these boundaries? Why? Now, I do not know whether you are, you are um, aware of that. I don't know. Over here, that's high school. That's right over here. So you learn some, some uh, biology too, most probably. You do that? Yes? So I can now make a nice thing on the, on the white... On the, uh, by me, it was still a blackboard. Now it's a whiteboard. So, but uh, you can make something on this board to show you. But when you know, even I think all the all the grades know that that life is made out of cells. That's right. So one of the characteristics of life is this: that life has to have an inside which is different from the outside. Yeah, it's clear. When you have a stone. The stone is all through the same. There's no inside by the stone. There's nothing inside there. All through, where it goes, this material too. When you make a hole in this material, all the way through, it's all the same. But when you have a cell, then you have a membrane outside. And the inside is different than the outside. The moment when the inside and outside is the same, that's called death of the cell. The, the cell is dying. We are very, 
knowledgeable today about that after the coronavirus that everyone knows how how a virus is reproducing itself and all these things you were very interested in that for two years straight with a mask on the face you know that's what you had uh, were very interested in these things so now you know that a cell is there that's like a place where things have to be inside but outside there is something else happening and when the inside and outside is the same then death Finita la comedia. No life anymore. So this is the major part of life. That inside and outside are different. It's a major part. When that doesn't happen, no life is available. You can't live. No, not one creature in the world can live when the environment and what's going on inside is the same. You can't. You can't. Our borders in Torah are the membrane. And the world outside can give you nutrition. But you have to translate that into a thing which afterwards from inside it looks a little bit different. It's a little bit different. It's not the same thing. One of the biggest problems today when I may say that in the digital age, is that there is no inside and outside. Everything you produce, you immediately tell everyone, and everything which everyone tells you, it has to be immediately consumed by you. It is like, <coughs> death, stifled, nothing going on, because there is no boundary which says, till here I am, and from here and onwards, there's a world outside. No, it's all the same. My private world and the world outside is all the same. Every single living organism dies in that way. And we have to understand, we are dying too. When our inside and outside is the same, we are dying too. When we have the Torah, and we have all these restrictions, and we have all these things which are set upon us, this is our membrane. This is the not, it's a limitation, it limits the thing, but the limitation is something which is part of life, because the limitation is something which is part of life, which enables you that you are not leaking out, and the outside is not leaking in, no, you have a thing which that is the place where the interaction with the world is taking place, but I am inside someone else. I am not the same thing as outside. That is what the Torah wants to teach us. That is what the Torah wants to teach us in our development. That we are able to be a living organism. A real living organism which is bounded like a Tzorah You are bounded with this. And now, when you understand that, what I told you, now... Simcha Zachayim kicks in. What is then Simcha Zachayim? Simcha Zachayim is like when you eat. I think one of, I don't, oh, I don't know, I speak with girls over here. So by them, perhaps eating is not the uppermost pleasure, or perhaps it is the uppermost pleasure which you refrain from it. Okay? <laughs> Could be. But uh, eating is one of the things a person does which he enjoys. When you don't enjoy eating, you are in troubles. Yeah? So you enjoy that, eating. That means you enjoy that something from outside should come. 
But then you have to digest that. You can't just take it in the way it is. You have to digest. And that is what Torah enables us. When I am bound with these boundaries, I can approach the world, and then I see things which are very interesting for my own inner life. Not interesting for telling over to someone else. It's interesting for my own inner life. I have my own boundaries. I have my being bounded. And that's what life is about. It has a membrane. But now inside, I, for example, you know, I am now going with an airplane. And uh, I was uh, uh, traveling with airplanes uh, for long years. And at all time when it was not yet this age of the digital age, digital age, uh, digital age and, and it was not like this, then you had a screen in, screen in front of you, which that was not interesting for everyone. And there were people which didn't look at that because it wasn't interesting. Yeah, there were people who looked at that, but not everyone. So what did you do? Now what, what do you do now? So what do you do? You speak to your neighbor. You have someone sitting next to you for 10 hours straight, and this is uh, pretty much boring. So now what you do, you, I had very interesting neighbors on the airplane. Today you don't have any neighbor anymore. And when you want to speak to him, he looks at you like, like an intruder, you know? <laughs> what do you want to speak to me? Where, what's going on? And that makes me think on Beinodol HaVeiroi. Wow, we are in troubles with our social interaction. Because I know that the Torah obligates me that I should relate to another person. That's one of the mitzvahs, you know. Beinodol HaVeiroi. And I sit in an airplane, and I see that was once a place where very interesting when Odom Lechaveri were happening. Today, there is zero interaction between one and the other. When Odom Lechaveri is gone, something wrong with the society. I see that on the airplane. Yeah? That's something very wrong. So that makes me think. I have to digest that. And I have to think, what do I do with my Ben Odom do I handle that the right way? Am I also a little bit too much into, into my own satisfaction with all different kinds of knowledges and not trying to relate to someone else? What is going on with me? I have a membrane outside that's called, in that case, Ben Adam Lechavero. And now, the nutrition comes in, that is the, 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 the situation in the aeroplane, and I have to digest that. And that's the way I'm growing. That's the way I'm growing. That's the way Torah makes me grow. I have a boundary, and this boundary is a source of life. Tzor HaChayim. And this is the, one of the biggest disputes we have with the world outside. They try to find life in a way which has no boundaries. No boundaries. And this is what we are about. When we learn over here in a, uh, you call that Pesyank over here, that's right, it's also in, in, in America, you call that like this? Okay, when we learn in the Pesyank, a lot, I know that, I have, I have, can I know, ten children and six girls and four boys, so I have six times I had this nice, um, this nice experience, experience that my girls went to the Pesyank. And I have a lot of grandchildren, which are, uh, 
it's nearly 50-50 boys are girls. So, so, uh, so I have a lot of girls and uh, grandchildren also in the base jacket. Okay? And it's always a question of boundaries. That's right? <laughs> That's what the question is, you know? You complain about boundaries, you know? Why, why is that? What is... And you do not understand that boundaries are part of your digestion. You have to digest that with that. You don't have... It's not the point whether you hold these boundaries or not. You have to hold them. But it's not finished with that. That's not the point. The point is you have to be happy with that, that the boundaries are teaching you something. They teach you. They make you think about yourself. They make you think, why do you have such an urge to do something which the basic or the school says you shouldn't do? You know, I just, when I, okay, I will not tell you what I did when I was in your age. I was growing up in the 60s. You know, 60s were when the students made all these revolutions. I grew up in the 60s as a teenager. So we did things to our teachers which you better don't do. When I would be in any high school, in any place, nowadays they would throw me out from every place you could, you, you could think. Okay? So I don't propose you to do that. But it was, a, I understand. No, I can't stand that thing. I don't want that. And now what? Now I feel so sad. And I feel so constrained. And what shall I do? And otherwise the whole thing would explode, you know. And whatever. And, 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 that's it. That's the way to deal with that. That's an intelligent way. That's called life. That's called enjoying life. No, that's called silliness. That's called an attempt to break off everything you can have because you break off your membrane you think you can survive in an environment which is, has no boundaries you and the environment no boundaries you won't survive, you can't no living organism can survive like that it's impossible it's impossible you have to be happy with that why? because you learn something about yourself you learn something about your own behavior you are able to grow within yourself. Our Simchasachayim comes from growth. Our Simchasachayim doesn't come from bungee jumping or things like this. No, it doesn't come. I would never bungee jumping because my kippah would fall off, you know. It wouldn't go. But today people are doing things which are hilarious because they have to do things which give such an unbelievable feeling to the person which is over all the borders which you could imagine because otherwise I will feel that I have to have this from the Coca-Cola over all the borders I have to have that otherwise it's boring believe me my life isn't boring I, I am never bored never ever why should it be boring because I always have things which are hitting this boundary and they say what shall I do now? How do I, how do I grow from that? How, what do I learn from that? How do I, re, how do I go further on with that? That is the challenge we have. So, you see, I am a person, personally, I am a person which I think, Rabbi Chaim knows me a little bit, I think I am the last guy which you say he has an, in, he has an inclination of, of obedience. No, I don't have that. 
I am not the guy which is so obedient, no such a... No, that's not my type. No, I am not. It's not the question, you're keeping the boundaries, it's not the question of obedience. You make a big mistake, because that's the way you take away the sim has a high from that. It's a thing which makes you sad. Someone which is obedient, he is not happy, he is obedient, he does what he has to do. I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm not. No. But I am very, very happy that the Torah gives me opportunity that those boundaries make me grow. And this is what you have to tell yourself. This is a thing which you have to do in, at this school. I don't know whether there are discussions which you can have personally with teachers or with, uh, with all the people, but you would have to have an input. It's your input. The, your input is important. You know, the input of the, of the school could be important setting a boundary. But your input is important that you should grow from that and you should be happy. That's your input. And you have to do that. And you have to utter that. You have to speak about that. You have to speak about, yes, it's really something which is not so pleasant, but what shall I do with that? And then you come up with an idea, come up with a thing, and instead of that, that you think that everything has to go according to what you want, you see that doing things according to what someone else wants, that is a source of growth. It's not a source of of uh, of um, of uh, how do you call that? Of disillusion. It's not a, it's not a sort of a disillusion. You know, I have an illusion that I want to do what I want and I can't do it. So that's very bad. No, it's a source of growth, and that is what is the real simcha going on. By me personally, that was always happening like that. That I have a big kick out of that. That I personally can grow. Yeah, I can grow. I can develop. And this is your place. I don't know whether you are aware of that. But I will tell you, it's uh, premature to tell that. But I think the girls are not, are not aware of that thing. That I spoke about the very beginning of Martin Teure. The very beginning. I didn't speak about the mitzvah. Today, I know that the Baisyankiv is very much about also the mitzvahs giving over. But essentially, a girl, a Jewish girl, is giving over the essence of Judaism. That is what the girl is about. That's why the Jewish nation is defined according to the mother. That's right. According to the mother. A son of a Jewish mother is Jewish. Yeah? That's it. There's no dispute about that one. Why? Because Judaism, not Mitzvahs, you are part of a mitzvah from a lot of them, you know. But Judaism is coming from you. I don't know whether you thought once about that. We had the biggest person ever in Torah was Moshe Rabbeinu. That's right. No dispute about this one. The biggest person. And Moshe Rabbeinu, when he saw how Aaron Akoyan passed away, he saw that was passing away the way that's called Mises Neshike. And he said, I really want also to reach that Madrega to go away with Mrs. Neshika. That's what Aaron and Moshe Rabbeinu said. Now, Miriam Hanavio also passed away with Mrs. Neshika. Only the Pasuk doesn't say it. Rashi says that. But she also passed away. That's Pasha's Chukas after the Pora Aduma, which was 
read in the in the Parshas Poret, just afterwards, Misas Miriam, Rashi says that Miriam passed away by Misas Neshiba. Would you believe that? Would you believe that Miriam, which she was part of from Tfilin, she was part of from Tfilin Bismano, she was part of from everything you could think, no, no teachers, nothing. She reached a Madrege, which Moshe Rabbeinu dreamt. He wants to, he wants to reach that. Do you believe in that? No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. You don't believe in that. You think, no, 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 this, no, no, no. Uh, women are second class citizens in Judaism. No. They are first class citizens. They don't need the mitzvahs. They have Judaism with themselves. They don't have Judaism through putting on feeling through that. No, they have Judaism with themselves. And Miriam and reached the Madrege, which Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to be there. And she reached that. As a woman. Huh? Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I have another illustration that's perhaps important for you. You want another illustration? Yeah, Harav? I have another illustration by you. That's a new Pshat, Ma'ib Pshat. Again, which I said yesterday. That doesn't, this Pshat is not mentioned in any Sefer in Oitzra Chochmet's mind. You know, Miriam Anavia is after the Kriya Samsuf that has to do with, with Pesach. After the Kriya Samsuf, it says, Vatan Lohem, they went out with all these tambourines, you call that? They went out with that. And Vatan Lohem Miriam, Shiul Hashem, Kigoi Go, Sus Varoich Vayromo Bayom. That's the Posuk. Miriam answered them. That's what the Posuk says. So Rashi on that posuk, first on the first posuk, that Rashi asks, where do they have these tupi mukhailas? Why did they went with the, where did they have these tambourines? Where did they take it from? So he says, because the the women were absolutely confident that there will be big Nisim and they took out being in Mitzrayim, in this terrible place. They took out from that terrible place. They took out tupi mukhailas in order to be ready to sing a song of redemption, of Geula. That's what it was. Normally, you sing a song only after it happens. That's right. But the talking of these ladies, of the women, was so big that they took these tambourines with them even before anything happened. Nothing happened yet. But they took it out. It will be great. They were, they were confident. And now, they take these tambourines out and they make the music and Miriam Vatan Lohem. And now Rashi says like this. Moshe Omar Shiro. Vanoshim Oinim. Ve Miriam Oimeres Shiro. Full stop. And it, Rashi doesn't say. Vanoshim Oinois. Doesn't say. Doesn't say. So what happened there? Moshe said to Shiro. He said. O Shiro Hashem ki goi go. Sus v'roi roi 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 And then they say it. Yeah. And he went further on. Yeah? That's what Moshe Rabbeinu did. What did Miriam? Miriam Omer Shiro. What did the women do? Rashi would have to say, Vanoshim Oinois. Rashi doesn't say. What happened? No. No. The women didn't sing. No. They only made like this. That was such a big expression of Vitochen which you can't utter in words. That's something which is way too big to utter in words. You can only like the shoifah. Boom! 
and you don't say anything. But it's the biggest say in the world. These tambourines, they have said such an unbelievable thing, which you can't really say in words. And what did Miriam do? Miriam answered the tambourines. And she said, I will tell you what's included in this music you make. You make. In the music you make, it's included. That's what Miriam said. But the, the women didn't speak at all. Because it was made much too big to express in words what they did. That's a Jewish woman. That's a Jewish woman. The Judaism itself it belongs to you. But Judaism itself is a way that you are living a life which has a membrane. A life which has, has limitations. But the limitations are there to teach you to grow. You take that in. You digest that. You do something with that. And you grow with that. That is the place of a Jewish woman. Yeah? That's the place. So that has to be an interactive thing. That has to leave to you that you are able to express that the way you grow. That's an important thing. And this is once in a while by limitations, which you feel the limitations are only imposed on you. Then something is wrong. They are not imposed on you only. They are there in order to grow. And you have to be taught how do you grow with that in an individual way. Where is the point of growth? That's what you have to be taught. But then, you're having a Simcha Zachayim the way Judaism wants. It's Tzorachayim. It's, it's a binding. It's a knot. It's something around you and you can't move freely. It's like a barrel which is upon you. You can't move. But that's the way we were receiving the Torah. And that's the way we have to work with ourselves. That's the most basic way in Torah. So that we are, in a basic Yankif, we have to understand that we are now creating Judaism to the core, not to the details of the mitzvahs, to the core. But the core of Judaism is that. Tzrol hachayim. That is the essence of Judaism. A, a, a binding, a knot of life. It's like a contradiction, but that's what it is. A knot of life. And there, the real Simcha Zechayim is coming up. That's what I wanted to tell you for that uh, session over here. It was one session. They told me I have to speak half an hour. It's 30 minutes and 43 seconds. That's it. Atka. Uh, in because he's bound, he's bound us, and we have this limit, but that's how we make a high. So there's kind of a very negative way that you're saying that if so, if we're not bounded, then we're going to not be able to live. We, like, just like a cell cat. So I thought that also an addition that Hashem said that when you gave us these 613 mitzvahs, that he said, the Chayai Baham, that you should be able to live through them. Yeah. So technically, if we were pure people, which, like, 100% pure people, like Adam, Kodim, Kodim, we could be able to not be bound with, like, the, like a barrel and be able to keep these mitzvahs. So the only reason why we came is because if we were to like reach that level of mitzvah, we would not be able to survive. So isn't there also an extremely positive thing that could happen? Uh, just because we're human beings, we can't reach that level? But some positive thing? What means positive? Like, the, if we were really to tap into the actual mitzvah, the power of keeping a mitzvah, 
For sure, the mitzvahs have a, a source of chayv, but the mitzvahs always are are bounded by rules. You know, you can't say, I want to express this mitzvah according to my own feeling. Then you are, no, you have to make kiddish with a cup of wine and with a shield and all these things. But the mitzvahs do that, that's right. But uh, yes, the mitzvahs do that, and there is a level of humanity which includes all these mitzvahs, because that's tariyak. Yeah? But again, a woman doesn't need that, doesn't need all these things. She needs much less. That's why you are popular. You, you read wrong, you know. You feel, that when I have to give shurim for women, that they say only one thing you don't do. Don't speak about the brocha shaloyosani isho. Or shaloyosani kiltsoinoi. And the first thing I do, I speak about that. For sure. Because you know, don't know. You read it like this. What shall I do? You know? No. No. No, shaloyosani kiltsoinoi means that that's what we spoke about. The Etzim Rotzen of Hashem is connected to you. That is a woman. Because the Klarisol goes with a woman. The Etzim Rotzen is connected to you. That's called Shosani Kilsoin. It's not a Bedieve Dazar which you say, okay, what shall I do? That's the way you want it. No. It's much more, yeah? It's the creation of the women in Klarisol which is important, yeah? Yes? So that is the point that one has to have a discussion. I had people like this, which I said, I can't survive in that. So I have to downgrade the, or downgrade, or grade the limitation according to where the person can live. Torah is not fixed only. Torah is, uh, is, uh, is applying itself to your life, according to your life. We see that endless times in Torah, that the Torah says, where you are holding is important. It's important where you are holding. Your life situation is important. So once in a while, what you say comes from that, that my life situation doesn't allow me to keep this boundary till the end. So that's a very important thing. That's an important part of your avoidance. So I have to discuss that and I have to think together what could be the part of the same boundary which you could survive and then we'll work to grow. Yeah? But the life situation is very important. You want to know where I know that from? You, they, they know that there is a safer like Mesila Sishorim. Yeah? Yeah? So the Mesila Sishorim says when you want to work you have to think about Schar Avera Keneget Hefseido. What is that Schar Avera? What does it mean? Could you translate that? You, you, that, you read that thing in the Basile Shorim. Yeah? What is Schar Avera? What does it mean? The pleasure of Avera. Yawala. You have to think about that. Or Hefset means how difficult it is to keep the boundaries. You have to think about that. Now, do you, how do you read Basile uh, Shorim? You have to think about no, they are both the same importance. Your personal life situation is at least 50% of your avoider. And a lot of times today, you think your personal life situation is neglectable. Please move that away and just do what you are supposed to do. 50% lacking from the Messiah Shishorim. I don't do anything, then read the book, you know. 
That's what the text says. Do you have a book on Scharavere? The pleasure of, of a sin? I will read it. I will read it with a big... No, there's no book like this. There are only books about Schar Mitzvah and Hefzeh Avera. But the other side is a personal thing from you. But this is 50% of your Avera. Because you have to grow. Yeah? It's not only questions of obedience. It's a question of your growth. Your difficulty is part of the growth. That's what the Messiah Shalom says. Yeah, you see? Okay, I think that was enough. Now I begin to be dangerous. <laughs> I think that was enough. Thank you very much for listening. And you should be all matriach.